Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H. It is great to be here with you yet again, folks. We're going to have a little bit of a potluck today. I got a lot of things to talk about. Um, Definitely want to talk about something that I think is super important today. Uh, We're going to talk about red blood cell aggregation and how that leads to blood clots. We just put out a video with live blood cell analysis. I'm and it, it is fantastic, folks. It lays it out how the body goes through, um, you know, really the development of of blood clots, and explains some of what we've been seeing, some of the the uh, videos and the pictures, the images that have come in from uh, coroners, morticians, uh, and folks like that. You know, uh, I, I want to lay out what's happening in the body and and why definitely the spike protein is involved. Uh, So we're going to talk about that in the third segment. Um, You know, I'm going to push that back a little bit because we have a video for you and we're going to make sure that's in the show notes when this goes to podcast. I, I really want you to see what dirty, sticky, blood looks like compared to clean blood. And uh, so I had one of my students who was going through a a full um, cellular detoxification and and full body cleanse with me. I had her um, do a little bit of uh, a live blood, uh, live red blood cell analysis when uh, she was going through before a couple points during uh, when she was cleansing and then afterwards. And so we could compare and see the changes that were going on actually in the red blood cells throughout the healing process. And it's definitive. It is absolutely definitive. So we'll, we'll get you that visual. Um, and, and it'll be a little bit better than me describing it. You need to see some things. So I'm going to save that for the tail end. But where I wanted to start today is where I'm grateful, right? You know, we start every show about gratitude, right? Today, I'm grateful for everyone who was brave enough to fight for my freedom. And I mean that, you know, uh, it's Veteran Day weekend. And so often, you know, we see some of these old timers and we go, oh, well, you know, thank you so much for your service, you know, and all that stuff. It's like, I don't know when we say that, if we really understand what they did, you know, Um, when you're talking about you know, waking up in the morning on a naval uh, battleship, knowing that you're getting on a boat to Iwo Jima and they're feeding you really well. And you know, that's always a bad sign. Uh, You know that you're likely not coming home when they're giving you really, really great breakfast, you know, and you still get on that boat anyway. It takes guts, you know, it takes guts to do that. And, you know, uh, I don't know that we are grateful enough you know, and I, I certainly know that those brave men who got on those boats didn't do it so that we could have uh, elections that don't have integrity and we could, you know, be playing around with the corruption games that are so rampant and so obvious to everyone um, at this point that it, it just, it, it's mind boggling. You know what I mean? 
So, you know, for me, I, I, I love watching, um, especially World War II. I don't know why I'm so fascinated by what went on in World War II. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely has major elements of what's going on yet again. You know, the Nazis have reemerged, um, fortunately reemerged in our own country. Um, but when you, when you look at World War II, you know, and all the battlefronts and all the things that went on, you see that cowards like Hitler lack conviction across the English Channel and and seize Great Britain, right? And and the they they just they lack that belief that they're supposed to win. They they put up a false front in a good game, much like the CDC and um, FDA and the actors within there have put up for three years. You know, now trying to save their own necks. But you can just see cowardice. And when you see cowardice, I think it's important to call it out because it's so obvious, you know, when you compare and contrast it to the brave men and women who have who serve and who have served and, and the brave men that got on those boats and the brave men that said, you know what, I'm going into certain death, but I know why I'm going into certain death. Because if I don't hold the line right here, right now, the people back home, my wife, my children, my future grandchildren, they're doomed. And it takes courage. It takes guts to do that. And I'm grateful for all of those men <clears throat> that uh, sacrificed all. You know, they say all gave some and some gave all. You know, I'm just internally grateful, you know, to all of them for doing that. Um, I know we have men roaming around this earth today that still have those values and would still do that. I know I'm one of them. At least I'd like to believe that. You know what I mean? You know, when you have this feeling about yourself, like uh, I, would, I would like to believe that I would have gotten on that boat. I'd like to believe that I would have risked everything to make sure that people back home you know, didn't have to live under tyranny, didn't have to live under um, fascism, didn't have to live under communism and terrorism uh, that it brings, you know. Um, but here we are, you know, and I just one of the big problems I have with everything, and I'm you probably hear it in my voice, I'm a little tired right now. I'm tired of all of this endless fight. I'm tired of the drama going on behind the scenes and in the movement and all. I'm just tired of it all. But we got to fight on because the alternative is worse. You know, being tired isn't going to be any comfort, you know, um, if we allow them to put digital chains on us and enslave our children and, you know, say that they own our bodies, things like that. That's not going to be any comfort. And it's like, ah, well, I was tired and there was some drama going. That's not going to be enough, you know. So you got to fight on. Mm. Just, you know, folks, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, when I think about what these brave men did and how we are showing our gratitude or not showing our gratitude these days, and I'm not saying you, I know you're listening to me. I know you're a fighter. I'm talking about around us, you know, where the, the kids definitely don't get it. And that's our fault. You know, we, we let them really take our real history and our true nature out of the educational system. We, we let them take out these tremendous acts of valor that we, these stories that we can tell 
our children, like um, like Dory uh, from Pearl Harbor, the cook who you know started manning uh, guns to fend off uh, Japanese dive bombers, and then after that assisted getting um, fellow crewmen off uh, sinking ships, and and then got in, and then immediately started helping with uh, first aid. I mean. You know, no one told him to do that. He wasn't trained to do it. He did it. It needed to be done. The call of duty was right in front of him and he did it. And I think that's where we are today. The call of duty is right in front of us and we have to get this done. There's going to be some losses and there have been some losses, a lot of losses along the way, but we have to get this done. We have to find it within ourselves to take that stand, say, no, this is the line. You will not cross it. And I will fight you to the death for it if I have to. That's the kind of commitment we have to make. And that's the kind of commitment I can tell you I made a long time ago. I promised myself I would fight these bastards to the death if I have to, you know, because somebody did it for me. And that's why I'm grateful to all these wonderful men and women who fight for us and why I'm grateful to all of our vets who actually fought in wars and know how ugly it is and why it's so important to do all we can to avoid it. But the best way to avoid it isn't to cower. The best way to avoid it is to make sure that there's transparency and integrity in everything we do. And that's just something that we haven't seen in great supply um, over the over the last few years, but especially over the last few decades. So here we find ourselves again, history repeats itself, right? Well, folks, um, you know, to that end, I, I, I want to comment before we go to break, I want to comment on the, uh, on, on the Themis report, right? The, you know, thing I did with Dr. Angie Farella last week and the report I wrote on it, the investigative report, because I got some, some knuckleheads out there telling me that, all well, all you'd really said was they were anonymous. They were there. They didn't write on it. You know, that's all you really got. You, you didn't address the, the report. I'm like, why should I address the report? The report is garbage. I did read the whole report. I did read all the appendices. There was nothing in there of substance that made me feel like, oh, that's pretty telling that this person could be controlled opposition. But I do see people casting stones from the shadows, hiding like cowards and refusing to identify who they are and step into the arena. And then, so now they've done it again. They've put out another crap report. I read that whole one too, called the Benita report. But my point isn't about defending anyone that's named in there. You know, it's, they can defend themselves, right? My point was that as a movement, if we are clamoring for transparency in our government, if we are clamoring for accountability in our government. If we are saying that you cannot lie to us, you cannot make things up. And when you say or do something, we are going to know who you are so we can hold you to account. If that's what we are really doing in this movement, which I hope we are, that means we have to be examples of that as well, or else we are hypocrites. And I know that the brave men who gave their lives, gave all, didn't do that so we could be hypocrites in our fight for freedom. That's ridiculous to me. So I do say that the Citizens Commission for Safeguarding Freedom are cowards. Everyone associated with that organization are cowards. 
And I will not, I will not support any group that doesn't have the stones to show who they are. We are all here in the arena. We've been in the arena for now well over 900 consecutive days, much longer than a soldier should be on a battlefield. We've been doing it. I've been doing it. I know I've been there. And I will not allow some faceless organization to put out a faceless report that has no substance in it and then to let that just run like wildfire through our movement, which is already experiencing dramatic challenges all over the place because people are tired. And we haven't seen any major victories yet. We got one on the horizon, I think, on November 23rd when Fauci gets deposed under oath. So we have some things coming, some things brewing, but we have to have that internal resolve, the guts to see it through. And we can't survive this by wasting energy on these stupid, dramatic matters. Listen, CCSF, you are welcome to come on my show whenever you want, any representative, and I will debate you and I will let you know how I feel, but I'll give you a form to defend yourself if you have the guts. But I know you don't. I know you don't have the guts because I've seen your cowardice. I've seen you cast stones from the shadows and hide, and now I've seen you do it again. And so anyone out there that's citing this report as fact, I, I question your integrity. And I don't care if that makes me someone who is unpopular. I don't care. I got, I got a lot of positivity from that report. I also got some brushback from some people that will remain nameless out of respect for them and what they've done. High-level people. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to back down on this. If we are going to build a new world, it better be built upon integrity, it better be built upon accountability, and it better be built upon love and compassion for each other. And I don't know how we exhibit that by fighting amongst ourselves. I don't know how we exhibit that, that love and that compassion, that integrity, that accountability by hiding in the shadows and casting stones. I don't know how we do that by creating gossip. I don't know how we do that by trying to divide up a pie that doesn't exist yet. Because if you think some of this that's going on doesn't have money behind it, money as the root of all evil, then you are living in a fantasy land. And that's where we can't afford to live if we're going to win this fight for everything. This is for all the marbles, all the tea in China, everything that we hold dear, everything that those who came before us provided us. This is our World War II right now. And we better start acting like it. So what I say to you folks is... It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be disillusioned a little bit. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be sad. And I, I, I heard the stuff uh, with uh, 
Dr. Simone uh, Gold and AFLDS. And, you know, I read the filing that was made by the board. And then I was very fortunate. Uh, Dr. Simone reached out to me and, and, you know, chatted with me a lot about it. And, you know, we talked and, you know, my, my stance on it is she's earned the right to get her house in order and to do so without me standing there judging her, being quick to judge and quick to be wrong. You know, I don't know where the truth is in that story, to be quite frank with you, but I do know I want to believe. I want to believe that there are good people doing good things and that good people doing good things who know that there's something bigger than them will figure out a way to work things out. You know, I've heard of people in the movement who shall remain nameless right now because it's not for me to divulge, who are suing other people in the movement. Can you please answer me a question? How does that help us achieve our mission goals? Well, what are our mission goals? I'll tell you what our mission goals are. Help the people who hurt heal. Simple as that. Number one, if we are going to build a new world, we have to lead what that new world looks like. Help the people who are hurt. Put bad people in jail, and there are no shortage of bad people. Put them in jail. Get them investigated. Put them away. Send the message that this will not go unpunished. There will be no amnesty. The only people who need amnesty are criminals. Let me say that to you again. If you're asking for amnesty, you have just identified yourself as a criminal. The only people who ask for amnesty are criminals. So no, I decline. And number three, make sure this never happens again. Tear down the protections from civil litigation that these, the pharmaceutical industry has for these shots. Tear it down. Put constitutional bill of right amendment in place that protects health freedom forever. It was already protected, but let's spell it out. It's your body. You own it, not the government, not the pharmaceutical industry. And while we're at it, if we're going to throw a bill of rights amendment in there, how about we throw in one on election integrity, right? Now, I can't speak on a show like this because I am involved in a nonprofit. I can't speak on which side I'm on. So if you want to ask me, ask me privately. But I can say that it doesn't matter which side you're on. We can all agree that elections need to be done better than they're being currently done. What's so crazy about one person, one vote, one day? What's so crazy about a national holiday for voting? What's so crazy about paper ballots, no machines? What's so crazy about having in the count rooms, multiple people watching and everything under camera? And because it's a public election, we all get to see what the counts are. What's so crazy about getting the count done in the same day? What's so crazy about that? Can you please explain to me why there's a county in this country still counting votes days later? Can you please explain that to me? Now, I know they're going to lie and say something, but 
you have to understand all you're doing is telling on yourself that there's something going on there that ain't cool. So what I'm saying to you is this, folks, we have a lot of work to do so that we in our generation can hold our heads high, walk tall, and let the generations that are coming after us know that this is now going to become your responsibility to be a custodian of freedom, freedom for the next generation. You see, we have a duty here, a duty to honor those who have come before us, who sacrificed all. What a tremendous honor that is to be living in this time and have that call, that call to service ringing our doors. Yeah, it's okay to be tired. Yeah, it's okay to get pulling adrift by drama here and there. Welcome to being human. But it's crucial that we get back on mission. Help the people who are hurt. Put some bad people away and make sure this never happens again. That's what I'm doing. And I'm going to do it in support of people and with hope that folks who have problems right now where there's acrimony and disagreements, that they are going to see that this is bigger than any one person and work it out. It's going to take all of us working together to win this. This is too big for us to be fighting internally. This is too big for us to be attacking each other. This is too big for us to be selfish and start thinking of our own financial or personal gain, our own celebrity. This is too big. So if you're tired, take a break. Because the fight really, and I'm very sad to say this, has really only just begun. World War II, when you really look at it, was seven, eight years long. Right? American portion, American involvement was really about four years, but worldwide it was seven, eight years, folks. It takes that type of commitment, that kind of belief, that kind of I'm going to fight you on every possible front to give evil no foothold. It takes that kind of commitment to win a fight like this. I hope you have it. I know you do. Our children deserve us giving our all, if necessary, in this fight. We write back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Folks, we have a great new course out on our do-it-yourself learning management system called The Art of Cellular Healing. You can go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org to learn a little bit more about that. We have a link right at the top. Take you right over to that page and you can see all the amazing content, all the amazing videos that are out there. If you are dealing with any type of health issue, but particularly you got the shots and you're very worried things aren't going right, that is the perfect course for you to start taking. It's going to give you a lot of information and a roadmap for how you 
can take control of your health and your freedom. Now, if you need a little bit extra help every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific uh, at the Energetic Health Institute, we are sponsoring and I am leading a free uh, injury clinic for people who got the shot and people with long COVID. Um, so please check it out. You can come on in. It's a Q&A session. I take one case a day. We do a, a learning session with that case. So it's all for educational purposes. And then we spend the rest of the remaining time just talking and answering questions, questions, answer, question, answer. I'm doing everything I can to help. I hope you are too. That's how we win this. All right. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at CofixRx.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, you know, in that first segment, you know, yeah, I'm I'm tired, like you, right? We're all we're all tired. I'm 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 a little I'm I'm a little disappointed, even a little pissed, you know, about uh some of the stuff that's going on in the movement, you know, and just uh just it just it's anything that isn't specifically on the mission starts getting me irritated, you know, because it really it 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 really speaks to uh uh, you know, a, a lack of good strategy and a lack of good tactics. And I, I really value those things and the folks that are doing it, you know, the people that, yeah, we're all suffering. Look, I could tell you my life and you would be like, holy crap, doc. I didn't know you were going through all that while you were also fighting all along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could tell you all that, but it really doesn't matter. What matters is that we win. And so if you're going to win, sacrifices have to be made, right? So. When I, it's easy to get into though a negative space really quickly. And one of my concerns and one of my gratitudes is that every all of you have had such a incredible endurance to stay really intimately tied into what's going on and care about this for so long. I've never seen people, so many people care about the same thing for so long, but this is of course worth caring about. So I'm grateful to you for that. You know, when we when we talk about um you know, this, I, I, I sometimes have to pull myself back, you know, and go, okay, I'm, I'm getting too lost in the minutia. You know, I, I've, I've 
you know, I, I am very privileged to call so many people in the movement friends, you know, and, and I hope that they feel for me a, a sense of integrity and a, and a you know, um, somebody that they can trust. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell you what I see. Um, I'm not going to infringe upon your freedom to do whatever you're doing, but I'm going to tell you what I see and whether it's good, bad or ugly, you know, and, and I'm pretty blunt about that with folks, you know, because I'm here and I'm in this not for my own personal gain. And I'm not in this for my own personal glorification. All the glory goes up to God. I'm just here to do the work. You know, I'm a friend of God. That's what friends of God do. Okay. What I'm getting at is that for me, I'm here for the kids and I'm here for those parents that are suffering. All right. I got a message from Ernest Ramirez uh, today, you know, and he's been through so much. I and mean, this is my brother. I love him. But I got a message from him where he's just, he's kind of at that end point, you know, and he's, he's having a hard time right now. And, you know, and I think it's important if you do know him to make sure you reach out to him, send him some love, um, you know, uh, and just a message, you know, these things, it's amazing what some some love and some kindness can do for folks. So you can go to his website, uh, his son's website, and uh, the website I should say he's put up for his son for Junior, and send him a message, you know, and just tell him you love him. I mean it. You'd be surprised at what that does for us when we get a message like that that comes in. And it, it, you know, you think, so, well, I don't know if they're going to read it and all that. No, I can tell you, most of us read everything that comes in you know, especially the stuff that's sent with good love energy in it. But I, I got that message from him this morning and I was just like, I get it. You know, he's saying, you know, he's financially strapped. He's, you know, had to pay his whole way through all the stuff he's done, all the advocacy work he's done. He hasn't made any money off of this, you know, and that's, I, I, it's the right thing to do, but I also feel bad that with everything he's been through that, you know, he's not even getting his expenses covered. He's lost days of work covered and stuff like that. That kind of sucks. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. You know, we, we all make sacrifices and he's made some of the biggest ones. I mean, you talk about losing your son, you know, that's a big, it doesn't get bigger than that. So I wanted to share something with you because when I, I get out of sorts and I, I do too, we're all human, that we have something to anchor us and bring us back. And for a lot of us, that's prayer, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a friend of God, and I'm going to be very clear about that with everybody moving forward for the rest of my life. You know, I'm not going to sit here and watch people doing satanic rituals and celebrating Lucifer and all this other stuff and not say anything about it and not do anything about it. I have some people in my family that are getting into that kind of gothic kind of nonsense. And I'm like, yeah, guess what uncle's going to tell you that you're wrong. Somebody needs to say it, you know, that, that you know, you've lost your way. Well, I had a conversation with God, you know, and one of the things that I got back, uh, you know, last week, cause I was just in a bad place too. And, you know, God said, you know, how come you're not praying? You know, how come you're not meditating every day? And I couldn't answer. I was just like, I just wake up and I start working and it's like, well, that's not a good answer. So. You know, God's saying, listen, I'm always going to help you. And I can even help you when you don't ask for help, right? 
but it's so much easier and so much better when we have that conversation every day. When we get to talk every day and you get to know that you are not alone. And I think that's an important message today. That you are not alone. This is hard. This is hard on the psyche. This is hard on the emotion. This is hard on the heart. Everything we've been going through. There is suffering all around in a myriad of ways. You're not alone. And you're never going to be alone. It's impossible for you to be alone. Anytime I have felt alone, it's been by my own doing. Anytime I've felt alone, it's because I haven't picked up the phone. It's because I haven't reached out when I need it and let people I love know, hey, I need a little bit more than, and I don't really ever ask for anything, but I need a little bit more. It's been because I didn't spend that time every morning, hopefully, but really all throughout the day, anytime is the right time to have that conversation with God. It's all part of the perfection. Like one of the questions folks I ask myself, you can go way back to one of the first, I think it might've been the first show we ever did on Love Without Limits. 20 questions to really help get your mind, get your head and your heart right, get them aligned up. You know, one of my favorite questions is, can I accept that everything is perfect even when it doesn't feel good? And there's so much about this that hasn't felt good, so much. But I know it's part of the perfection. It's part of the divine plan. And waking up is really, really hard to do. So it takes me back to something I wrote, and I want to share it with you here before we go to break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the, um, you know, we'll talk about the blood clots and, and things like that. But I just wanted to have a, I just wanted to have a heart to heart with you for a little bit if I can uh, today. And I really appreciate you listening in on this. You know, being a friend of God, as I am taught that, you know, what it really means is, you know, accepting this, this call into service, this uh, anointment, if you will. And it's, predicated on four simple principles that are you, you're asked to follow them every, every day. Number one, take no offense. There's no shortage of opportunities to take offense in this day and age, but do you have the, do you have the wisdom and, and the love in your heart to take no offense when people are being offensive towards you? Little ways, big ways. Can you take no offense? Number two, can you speak truth? I think that's something we're all really good at. I've seen a lot of people really doing a fantastic job of that uh, throughout. But can you speak truth? Hold your ground. Stand that ground. When you know someone is lying and when you know you are bringing the light of God's truth. Number three, be selfless. See, that's where the compassion, that's where doing for others without even needing to be asked is that's what makes the world a better place, us being a living example of it. And then, you know, the devil can never win. As long as there's love in your heart, the devil can never win. It's only when you let hate into your heart and you, you know, and selfishness and vanity and all of those Luciferian principles. It's only when you do that, that 
you know, that the devil starts to win? Well, it's real simple. Just be selfless. You know, is there, can you do something kind every day? That's, that's one of my goals that I have every single day. Do something kind just for the sake of doing something good. You know, it makes the people that you help feel good. It makes you feel good too. It's a gift that gives. Then number four, to be a friend of God. Number four, remain humble. There's no reason to crow when we win. We didn't fight so we could crow about it. We fought so that we could win. That's the only thing that matters. It's all that matters is winning this, securing freedom for the next generation, passing that same gift we were given forward. So I wrote a little something. It's in my book, Energetic Health, Volume 1. It's at the start of it, and it's just a statement of belief. I'd like to read it for you if you can indulge me. Because when I come to it, it makes me feel better. I believe that inside of each one of us lives a healer. I believe that this healer speaks with the intention of love and from the collective soul of all things. Thus, our heart has the divine right to speak and be heard first as a feeling above all other thoughts. I believe that life conditions us to quiet this intuitive voice in favor of a rational mind that seeks to confuse our heart's desires with ingrained habits for second thoughts and excessive analysis. After all, what is, is what is. Truth isn't how we feel. How we feel is how we feel no matter the second thoughts that attempt rationalization. So what energetic purpose is served by placing our most precious emotions on internal trial such that they need the justification of the rational mind? For it is these very emotions that once spoken from the heart have the unique gift of leading us to happiness, of making our decisions in life simple. After all, what could be more rational than leading with love in all of our endeavors? Is there any other emotion that makes more sense? What is more essential to happiness, joy, and satisfaction in life than love? I believe that within each of us lives the hope for a better future, not only for ourselves, but especially for our families yet to come. A future free from manipulative deceit, abuse, greed, and caste judgments. A future exists that neither entertains tactics of fear nor consoles apathy. A future that feels the way our first voice described life to us, filled with excitement, promise, and goodwill. A future that we can all participate in and be proud of, proud of what we created together. For this vision to manifest, we must listen to the healer within for the guidance and ultimate delivery. From many comes one. One love is our destiny. One love of each other, one love of home, one love of Mother Earth, one love of our Creator. The time has arrived for us to elevate our consciousness as one people to this pursuit. Humanity's greatest energy is our collective ability, beating as one heart to embrace love no matter the obstacles. I believe the greatest energy always prevails together the healer within each of us is our greatest energy.
folks. You think for a second and you can stop and imagine what's possible. What's possible? Imagine a world where everyone has faith. Imagine a world where everyone has love. Imagine a world where we do for each other, not to each other. And imagine a world where we take no offense because no one is offensive. Imagine a world where we speak truth because lies do not become us. Imagine a world where we are selfless because we understand the joy that it brings us to be so. And imagine a world where we can all be humble, grateful for this incredible experience of life, the gift of our very existence. Doing those four things is what makes you a friend of God. And in being a friend of God, the greatest energy will prevail. Love. The cool thing is we can do this. Yeah, we're tired. Yeah, we've been through a lot for us, right? We've lost people we love. That's sad. Many of us have lost businesses and relationships and all kind of stuff. And, you know, some of that's in a, some of that's a purge that's going on. The one thing that I will not ever lose is faith. God never gave up on me. Never. I promise you that I will never give up on him. I hope you feel the same. We write back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications. America out loud talk radio. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. 
boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for indulging me with that. Uh, I hope it helps. Um, just us having some heart to hearts from time to time. I hope it all really, really helps. Uh, last segment here. What I want to get into um, closing out the show is talking about blood clots. And, and this has been a huge topic. It's been a huge topic. I want to give you a little insight to uh, what we're seeing and some hope with it. Uh I also want to let you know, we all, I will, in the show notes on Monday, I will put in a, a, a link so that you can watch the full video and see what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to give you a word's eye view here. Do the best I can, but I do think a picture is worth a thousand words as well. So first thing is uh, when we talk about live blood cell analysis, it's basically simple. You know, you take a, a finger stick of a person and put it on a little slide um, under a microscope and, and kind of look around and what's going on. That's, that's what live blood cell analysis is. All right. Pretty simple. When we do a uh, live blood cell analysis, and I'm a, I'm a novice at this, I'll let everybody know, but when we do do, um, live blood cell analysis, it gives us a really snapshot of, of the quality of a person's blood. Now there's other ways that we can check a person's blood, you know, standard kind of blood tests for various blood elements and things like that. But what it doesn't tell us though, some of those lab tests, the ones we commonly use is it doesn't tell us are red blood cells getting stuck together. And that's a very, very big issue. Okay. Especially right now, red blood cells are basically like a, if you can think of a cherry flavor lifesaver and imagine that the cherry flavor lifesaver, um, you know, candy, right? You know what I'm talking about? Um, imagine there wasn't a hole punched out. There was just a little dip in the middle, right? Um, what you get is you get a concave, a biconcave kind of disc, you know, that has the ability to bind blood gases, to bind oxygen and bind carbon dioxide. So this is very, very important. It's, it's the key thing going on in the body every split second, every nanosecond of your life that is really helping to drive um, your, your existence here. When we talk about oxygen, oxygen is going to be the most alkalizing substance um, that you know, the body can encounter hands down. The second most is going to be chlorophyll, but the first is going to be the first without a doubt is oxygen, the breath of life. Now, oxygen is going to be bound to that red blood cell and is going to travel through the bloodstream and then start offloading uh, to cells so that the oxygen can be brought into the cell and the oxygen can be used for energy production. That's, that's what oxygen does. It is the, it's the key essential component of energy production at the cell level, uh, what's called adenosine five prime triphosphate or ATP for short. Or if you're in a different model of, of medicine, if you're in talking about Chinese medicine, you're talking about chi. If you're talking about Ayurveda, you're talking about prana. 
if you're talking about Star Wars, you're talking about the Force. You know, it's all it's really all the same stuff, folks. All right, it's all ATP. It's all energy molecules. Now, carbon dioxide contrasting with oxygen is very acidic to the body. And what does acid do? Acid breaks things down. Okay. So imagine this scenario. Red blood cells are healthy. They're free. They're not getting all clumped up together. They're free. They're maximizing their, you know, their ability to bind oxygen. Uh, they're carrying that oxygen down to the cell level. They're then maximizing the offloading that oxygen. And then when they offload it, they pick up carbon dioxide and they carry that acidic stuff away from the cell and give the cell something it can use that's alkalizing and that helps produce energy. That's how the system is supposed to work. And then what the red blood cell does is go back to the lungs and give up the carbon dioxide and grab more oxygen, right? And it's just a really beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, this is all facilitated by a phenomenon called the chloride shift. Now, what happens in that cherry-flavored lifesaver that we call the red blood cell is that when the um, red blood cell wants to take on, at the cell level, wants to bring on carbon dioxide and give up oxygen, what it has to do is it has to bring a chloride ion into it. And in exchange for that chloride ion, it'll give up bicarbonate HCO3. It'll give a bicarbonate molecule up. So there's this wonderful biochemical conversion going on. And when it works right, essentially what happens is the red blood cell at the cell level, the red blood cell will give away the oxygen so it can be turned into energy, will grab the acidic carbon dioxide. And in the process of grabbing the acidic carbon dioxide, will even give off another molecule called bicarbonate, which is very alkalizing too. The human body likes to be alkaline. Now, What's all this predicated upon? If you imagine that little cherry lifesaver, it's predicated upon surface area. Because all along the surface on both sides for the cherry flavored lifesaver, the cherry flavored lifesaver red blood cell, on both sides are millions, literally millions of binding sites for gas, for carbon dioxide and oxygen. They're, it's called hemoglobin. All right. And the heme subunits of the hemoglobin molecule are what, where the blood gases can bind so they can stick to the red blood cell until it's time for them to exchange. Okay. Pretty. It's, a, it's this, you study the human body and I'm going to tell you, it's impossible to not have faith because this whole biochemical conversion of, you know, exchanging oxygen and carbon dioxide, that's faith right at work that that's going to happen every single time. And it does. So when people are like, well, yeah, I don't believe in God. I'm like, well, do you believe in breathing? Because you should study that a little bit. Because when you start understanding the divinity of, of breath, I think you'll start believing in God. <laughs> okay. It's really that cool. <laughs> now, remember what I said about the red blood cells. It's about surface area, available surface area. If red blood cells have space and are not all stuck together, then all of their surface area is now available for binding these blood gases. 
and making sure cells are very happy and the waste, the acidic waste, the carbon dioxide gets out. Really, really cool. But what happens when you get a bunch of red blood cells stuck together? When you get a bunch of red blood cells stuck together, what happens is they start covering each other's surface area. And when that happens, the available surface area for binding these gases goes way down. And so now people become hypoxic, meaning that they don't have enough oxygen to deliver to their cells. And when there isn't enough oxygen to deliver to the cells, there's going to be an energy deficit. People are going to start feeling fatigued. When we take that a step further, oxygen is now at a deficit because of all this clumping of red blood cells. They're all stuck together. What that also inhibits is the grabbing, the uploading of the carbon dioxide. So now what you get are two, a twofold problem at the cell level. You get a buildup of carbon dioxide, which is very acidic, which is going to injure the cell. And you get a deficit of oxygen, which is alkalizing and also essential for energy production. So when the red blood cells are stuck together, the only outcome that can happen is acidity, acidity at the cell level and acidity in the bloodstream. And like I said, anything that's acidic is breaking things down. That's what acid does. So now if that breakdown happens for prolonged periods of time, there's going to be a lot of damage, damage to the cells, damage to tissues. Tissues are collections of cells. And as that goes on, the body has to try to heal itself up every time it's damaged. Well, one of the ways that the body tries to heal up damaged blood vessels is through clotting. Clotting where a red blood cell will rupture and turn into fibrin threads. And the fibrin threads are essentially a fisherman's net, a fisherman's net that catches other red blood cells and other blood elements to help plug up where there are damage, where there are holes in the blood vessels so that your blood doesn't leak out. If this keeps going on, all right, then you can start developing a clot. So why doesn't this go on for people by and large all the time? Because the body also produces proteolytic enzymes, enzymes that break down protein structures. And when the body breaks down protein structures and breaks down some of the elements that can cause red blood cells to get stuck together, red blood cells get freed up. But here's the thing. The production of those proteolytic enzymes are energy dependent. It takes energy to make enzymes. So when there's a deficit of oxygen, there's going to be a deficit of energy. And when there's a deficit of energy, there's going to be a deficit of enzymes. And when there's a deficit of enzymes, there's going to be more likely that red blood cells get stuck together. So what causes red blood cells to get stuck together? Well, one of the major things is glycosylation. It's very common in diabetics' blood that you'll see red blood cells, and we're talking hundreds 
and thousands of red blood cells stuck together. All right. But it's also a factor of spike protein. Spike protein leads to what's called aggregation or things getting stuck together. The easy way to describe it is sticky blood. And sticky blood becomes really thick blood, higher viscosity, harder to move. So the heart has to work a little harder to pump things through the system because the blood's too thick. So when we're talking about blood clots and those weird long clots and everything like that, yeah, there's a little bit more to the process. And I'll, I'll, I, you know, I'll let other folks with a little more expertise who've actually done some autopsies speak on that. Hopefully they've done some analysis on it. But what I will tell you is this. It all starts with red blood cells getting stuck together. And so when we can use natural therapeutics to keep the blood at a really healthy, thin viscosity, keep red blood cells separated, when we can do that, what we are doing is at least stalemating decline in people who have this phenomenon occurring because they got the shots and their body is incessantly producing spike protein due to a genetic modification. It's one of the foundational principles and secrets to my success when I work with patients is we get the blood cleaned up, we get the blood built up, and we get the blood functioning at the correct viscosity so that the red blood cells can do what they do best bring life-giving oxygen to the cells for energy production and remove life-consuming carbon dioxide away from those same cells so that the body can be a self-correcting homeostatic organism the way god designed it to be all right folks well that does it for us today on energetic health radio um want to remind you that we have those four challenges we talked about a lot today to be friends of god take no offense speak truth be selfless remain humble may god shine his divine light down upon us all everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace i'm dr henry ely for energetic health radio and the energetic health institute we'll see you real soon next week folks peace